It's my show. Happy, 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 happy birthdays to the minge. Yes, the minge. Happy, 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 happy birthdays to the minge. Uh, yes, the minge. What are you doing, Mo? Oh, hey, Cousin Zeddy. I am glad that you are here for this very momentous occasion. All right, what the hell is going on with you? What do you mean? It means that you seem to be going through a very testing your boundaries phase lately. Exactly. Chasing me out of your time machine throne. Well, you were getting your stink all over it. Did you nearly drowned Zeddy by jumping off the panel board? Yeah, I didn't even think about that. How could you forget that? It was classic. I didn't say I forgot about it. I said I didn't think about the fact that your new testing the boundaries phase has almost gotten me killed twice now. Twice? I count the one with the paddleboard, but that wasn't my fault. The water was calling to me. Don't forget the bear! Whoa, you can't blame that one on me. You're right. I was just trying to slip that one in. But I can blame you for almost getting me killed by the witchy cats again. But I brought you along for protection against the witchy cats. I was the one that almost lost my tail. That you were willing to give up, you moron! That was for a worthy cause. Look, that doesn't matter at all. With Bobo still looking to exact some revenge, I take a risk if I step out to piss. Hey, that rhymes. That's, uh, I might have to incorporate that into rap. Anyway, you know that bubonic plague squirrel is out to get me. Oh, get over yourself, Zeddy. Bobo is looking to exact some revenge on me. It doesn't even matter. What does matter is your recent assertiveness. You hear almost every episode, getting us in trouble by escaping, starting pissing contests with cats. Singing and lugging it up all over town, drawing nothing but attention to us. Thank now you. you're straight up hijacking our show, and we don't have time for this. We have another guest on the show today that we need to interview, so please explain yourself, Mo. Puppies. What? what? Puppies. Ever since those little puppies rolled in, I, I've been feeling a little bit like my days as the new doggo around here are overs. Oh, habaneros and hagelschlag. If this is about you not getting enough attention. No, it's not about that. It's just, I don't know where I fit in now. With all these two little cute ones running around, I get the feelings like, you know, you guys have moved on from me. If only. Oh, that would hurt. Oh, Mo, you big dumb lug. You don't get it, do you? Obviously I don't. Whether we like it or not, we are stuck with you, Mozart. You are? Of course, dummy. You're our- I'm a member of the pack. Yes, the pack. Our family. The podcast. All of it. The butterfly thingy, too. Oh, look, 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 Settle look, Settle down, look. Mozart. Sorry, side sit. Just very excited. I mean, I'm a member of the pack. Listen, there's a hierarchy to these things, okay? Uh-huh. When Lucky retired, it left a big gap that needed to be filled. A gap that you need to fill. Oh, man, my sausage body is perfect for filling gaps. This day just keeps getting better and better. But to fill this gap, you have to earn it. Yeah, if you really want a part of all of this, you have to earn your stripes. You want me to kill the witchy cats, don't you? No, Mo, are you crazy? Those cats have at least three lives left each. You would have to kill, like, nine of them. I'll do it. Let me at them. Uh, yeah, Mo, I love the enthusiasm, but the witchy cats would tear you to shreds. <laughs> yeah. But we have another way for you to earn your stripes. What is it? I'll do anything. You have to show the annoying puppies the way. <laughs> what? Yeah, you know, the puppy energy, it's just, uh, it's too much for me and Indy to handle. Yeah, Zeddy's a senior dog. Shut up, bitch. So are you. Always younger than you, though. <laughs> uh, you want me to do what with the puppies? You know, show them the way, get them in line, get them in shape. Show a little respect for the elders. And they're much, 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 much elderly elders like Indiana. Like I I said you're older than me, Zeddy. Isn't there somebody else that could do that, like Finn or Chewbacca? Chewie was great at showing you the ropes, Cousin Z. No, Mozart. This is a job that you're being tasked with. Do you accept it or not? Well, let me get back to you, after. From the skyscrapers of New York to the coast of California, this is Doggo News.
In today's top story, another vicious crime has been committed by those disgusting trash pandas. Oh boy, here we go. A pair of trash pandas were caught robbing a bank in Redwood City, California. The two masked bandits entered the bank through the air ducts and then they fell through the ceiling tiles. Uh, take note of that, Mo. Sounds like a foolproof breaking and entering technique. Noted. The raccoons, trash, trash pandas, pandas, were caught on camera with the customer noticed the pint-sized ice while making a withdrawal from the ATM. Photos show the two trash pandas working through the hallways, one sitting at a desk, and the ringleader guiding with his arms what trash can to move on to next. Hey, hey, look at that, Cousin Z. Those little masked bandits are kind of cute. They are disease-ridden cultists, Mo. Right. Luckily, Law and Order showed up in the form of the local SPCA. The SPCA's communication director, Buffy Martin Tarbo, said, it isn't normal that we get called in to deal with bank break-ins, but considering the mass bandits were the wildlife kind, seems we were the right people to call. Well, hopefully they were sentenced to death. Zeddy! Whoa, cousin! I'm sorry, but I have a zero-tolerance policy when it comes to trash pandas and crime. That's the cats talking to you again, puppet! Luckily, the SPCA staffers were able to shoot the bandits away unharmed. Lame. That Doggo News segment was brought to you from our f- Kibble Patreons, Leisha, Olga, Bailey, Lexi, Teresa, and Willie. Whoa, I'm not usually one to say it, but that was a good idea, Mozart. Enough to get me out of teaching the puppies? Not a chance. Mmm, hey, look at this. In fleshy interest news, I would like to personally extend a happiest of birthdays to my fleshy, the Minge. Happy birthday, and I lugs you lots. Yay! Happy, Happy birthday, Harmony! Woo! The Minge is a Capricorn. She has a superb green thumb, she likes long walks with the Mozart, that's me, and she's a fabulous cook. <laughs> what are you, her matchmaker? No. I'm just describing my wonderful minge. Sounds like you're trying to find her a man. A who? No way. I'm her little man. Oh, boy. There's no room for anyone but me. Sounds a little codependent. Yeah, that might have to be a topic for another episode. Dogs who are codependent with their parents. What does that mean? Another time, Mo. Another time. Anyway, as always, check out our Facebook page to read all about our doggo news stories and watch the videos. <laughs> All right, enough of all this chit-chat. Let's get to the guest. Let's get to the guest. Whoa, Mo. Yeah, slow your roll, Mo. You act like you've never conducted an interview before. Duh, because I haven't. This is definitely a momentous occasion for me on the butterfly thingy. So, can we get to it? Sure, whatever floats your boat. Well, we have found that I do not do good on boats. You know, the call of the deep is just too strong to me. I just have to jump. Can we get to our guest? Oh, can I introduce him? Oh, DJ Mozart, fine. Ho, ho, here we mo. <laughs> Today's guest can be seen on the hit Amazon Prime Adventure reality show, The Pack. With his funky mohawk golden doodle derby. Oh, mohawk. I see what you did there. Everybody, please give a big fleshy welcome to today's guest, Kentucky Gallyhue. Hey, everyone. How are y'all doing today? Fantastic! Thanks for being our guest today on the show, Kentucky. Oh, thank you so much for having us. So, uh, what's the world smelling like where you are right now? Um, down here in sunny San Diego, California. Uh, the sun's still shining. It's getting a little chilly down here, but you know what? It's 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 good times down here. Cool, cool. So, uh, K Dog, is it a uh, cool if I call you K Dog? Oh, definitely. That works. <laughs> all right, all right. Cool, cool, K Dog. <laughs> Oh, we smell that you're from Kentucky, hence your nickname, but also lived in Atlanta for a while before moving to San Diego. Yeah, uh, that's where uh, me and Derby met is in Atlanta. Uh, I was there after I graduated high school in Kentucky. I moved down to Georgia, went to Georgia Southern University and lived in Atlanta for a while. 
The residual fried chicken still smells on you. That's why we know you're from Kentucky. Oh, we love fried chicken. Uh, is that the chicken from Kentucky or is it the chicken from Atlanta? You know what? Any kind of ch- fried chicken is good for us. Exactly. It's making me hungry wherever it's from. <laughs> Can you expand a little bit about how you met Derby? Sure. So I was actually living in Atlanta looking for a doodle. Never really had one before. And I realized that they were really expensive. And one of my friend's family members had gotten Derby uh, and they had realized that they just didn't have time for him. They were a loving family, had two kids and one on the way. And they just decided like he needed a, a better home. And they found out about me and they actually gave him to me. Me and Derby fell in love at first sight. Actually, his name, the kid gave him was Midas. And I kind of looked at him. I was like, you don't look like a Midas. So we had to change his name. <laughs> and, and one of the burning questions I've had since watching the show, which, by the way, made my mother cry, uh, is how did you keep those sunglasses on Derby's head all the time? I mean, I just won't have it. Mother once tried to put doggles on me and I just fling them off like a Tinder date. <laughs> yeah, everybody wants to know. I jokingly tell people I glue him to his head, but that's not the case. I actually make a harness that goes around his head and under his chin just from uh, crafting parts and uh, gluing things together. Kentucky, can you tell us about the Amazon Prime show that you're on called The Pack? Oh, certainly. Yeah, we were me and Derby got to go on this grand adventure called The Pack that's on Amazon Prime. Me, us, and 11 other teams got to travel the world, see amazing things, do crazy challenges, all for uh, a prize at the end and for our charities. Wow. And uh, tell us a little bit about the process of getting on the show. Like, how did you audition? Was it tough? Uh, so they actually found... Uh, Derby and I. Uh, I had created Derby an Instagram account when we first moved here in San Diego four years ago just to show everybody all the crazy adventures we were getting into with surfing and riding scooters and just being our crazy selves. And they actually sent me a message, which is kind of oh, crazy because uh, I actually read the message and thought it was fake and deleted it. (laughs) (laughs) Some of my other surf dog friends saw the message from theirs and sent it to me and said, this is something y'all should look into. So I read it again. I gave it to my girlfriend and she filled it out and they kept calling back and calling back. So I almost threw away an amazing opportunity just because I just wasn't paying attention. What was boot camp like? I mean, a lot of push-ups and instructors screaming in your face. (laughs) Boot camp wasn't like what it sounds like when you're going in the army or anything. Boot camp was actually really really, really fun. Uh, we got to go to LA for two weeks and they put us up in a hotel and uh, we got to train on some of the tricks we were going to use on the show. They didn't reveal what the tricks were going to be used for in the challenges, but they kind of gave us a basis idea of what to, we needed to learn for ourselves and the dogs. You know, I'll, I'll be honest, we were a bit nervous at first when we saw all the daredevil type stuff, you know, you guys were doing with your pups, like zip lining, ATV riding, etc. Agreed! Can you talk a little bit about about the safety crews that worked with you and your doggos on the show? Oh, certainly. Safety was a number one factor throughout the whole training and the show. We had dog safety there all times. Plus, uh, we had our own traveling vets. Everything that we did, every precaution was taken for to make sure the dogs were kept safe and sound. So through the course of the show, the doggos become like bona fide world travelers. Uh, Being an amazing dog that likes to go out and travel the world myself, uh, tell me what it's like to travel with your dog. Oh, it's so amazing to be able to travel with your dog. I like to take Derby anywhere I go now, but to be able to go out of the country was just even more awesome. They actually got us our own chartered 737 plane. So the dogs got to sit right beside us in our first class seats. We stayed in, uh, 
uh, high-end hotels. We were treated like kings and queens. Wow, that's like a whole different meaning to the Mile High Club. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Me, I'm a natural romantic. I understand that Derby developed a little love connection of his own. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about that? Yeah, Derby being a single pup himself, got himself a girlfriend on this adventure. Uh, (laughs) Him and Snow fell in love at first sight and just were inseparable. I'd never really seen Derby be that cool with other dogs hanging out and he just loved playing with her the whole time. It's so awesome and you never know there might be a a Derby and Snow wedding in the future. Oh man, if you guys get married, you for sure have to invite us because we love weddings. All that food. Mm. Oh, the wedding is going to be fun but the bachelor party is going to be even greater. (laughs) I'm great at hosting bachelor parties just so you know. If you need like, you know, any kind of advice or anything. Guys. That's not true. He locks dogs in trunks and uh, throws water balloons at them. (laughs) Technically I never did that but it was just an idea I had. So what are some of uh, Derby's favorite foods that he likes to eat? Derby's favorite foods are anything that I'm eating. Uh, <laughs> can I get a little piece of that? And I'm like, yeah, maybe I don't need to finish all this. <laughs> what are some of the things that Derby does that makes you laugh? Uh, what Derby does that make me laugh is just being him every day. I mean, just him looking at me sometimes when I'm just kind of doing nothing. And he, it's almost like he's speaking to me without talking. And, you know, sometimes it's, I, I catch myself having conversations with him, but you know what? Everybody else might think I'm crazy, but I don't think so. We definitely don't. Me and my mom, the Minge, we like to explore different parks and dog beaches in the area. And then we usually cuddle up by the fireplace and she reads me a nice bedtime story. Can you describe a perfect day with you and Derby? Oh, a perfect day with Derby and I. Ooh, that would definitely be us going to the beach. If it's going to the beach, surfing or just hanging out at the beach is so fun. Him running through the water and getting in the sand, playing with the other dogs. Uh, I've actually got a platform that I've built on my truck. So when it's time to leave the beach, we hop up on our truck platform and uh, sit in the sun and dry out and say hey to all the people passing by. Oh, man, that sounds awesome. So we know that Lindsey Vaughn, the champion alpine ski racer, is the host of the show. Uh, can you talk about Lindsey's dog, Lucy? Like, did she participate in boot camp with you guys? So we did not get to hang out with Lucy and uh, Lindsey very much, but I know that they did some filming with her attempting some of the challenges. Uh, she was definitely a diva. She got everything. She was pampered uh, all the time. Listen, that was the next question I was going to ask, but I thought maybe it's not appropriate, but what is Lucy? A King Charles Spaniel or something? I mean, it's a, you know, a little diva-ish. I would say poodles are divas too, but since Derby is a golden doodle, it's a little less diva-like. <laughs> We have all kinds of nicknames that our parents give us. My mother, she calls me Burger, Bunny, Bunsters. Mama calls me Baby Girl. She also calls me the prettiest girl in the world. She actually says that she's the prettiest girl in the house, not the world, but okay. (laughs) Anyway, do you have any fun nicknames for Derby? If so, what are they? You know what? I don't really have many fun names for Derby. People, uh, some of my friends call them like Derbs McGurbs. (laughs) Me, I just kind of say, hey, hey, you. (laughs) (laughs) Get over here. (laughs) Of all the things that you and Derby trained to do for the show, what was the hardest for both of you? Ooh, we got to learn a lot of new tricks during our training. I believe one of our hardest one was the scent training. Uh, we, when they first told us that that's something we would be doing, I, I just couldn't imagine. That's something you imagine, you know, trained police dogs or, uh, military dogs or dogs at the airport to learn, not some dog that hangs out at your house, but. <laughs> Derby did really well. Uh, I got to learn a new way of how to teach my dog tricks. And it's so amazing that we still play that game today. What was the easiest of the skills that Derby picked up? So 
One thing that uh, Derby knew before going in was picking things up for me. You can call me lazy or whatever, but I've always wanted a dog to pick things up for me and get things for me. Uh, if I drop something on the ground, I point at it and say, give me that. And he gets it to me. Also, if I'm laying on the couch and the remote is all the way across the living room, if I look at him and say, hey, go give me that remote. He'll get his butt up and go grab it for me. Next thing you could teach him is how to cook a dinner or something. God, I need to teach him how to order pizza. There you go. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about Jim Bernetti? Oh, Mr. Chim, our biggest fan. We met him this summer. Uh, he actually has stage four cancer. And we were driving, me and Derby were riding around in San Diego with our motorcycle sidecar. And he happened to see us on his way to a treatment and just said, you know what? If he's having a good time, I can still have a good time. And during you know my tough times, uh, we met up with him and found out that same day he cut his hair into a mohawk and dyed it blue and you know told everyone he's his biggest fan. We found out about it, went and visited him. We still talk today. Uh, it's so amazing that like me and Derby being such goofballs can bring joy into people's lives. Uh, you talk about a lot about how Derby has changed your life. Can you give our audience a couple of specific examples? Oh, certainly. So when I was living in Atlanta, I was uh, doing a lot of working at bars and nightlife. I did it for a long time. And sometimes, you know, things can get real bad there. And I knew I had to get out of there. And we decided to pick up everything and move to San Diego. And if it didn't fit in my truck, it didn't go or we sold it. So we took that four day trip across the United States, leaving everything we knew, all of our friends to start over. And I'm going to tell you right now, if Derby was not with me, I probably would not have done it. Just him beside me every day, just getting me through it and just saying, hey, we're going to have a better life. Let's do this was just so amazing. Yeah, some say that fleshies save dogs, but we always say that we also save you guys. <laughs> Throughout the course of the show, we see how people become more competitive than originally expected. I mean, of course that was going to happen. The winner gets half a million dollars. And don't forget, they also get $250,000 towards the charity of their choice. Yo, just so you know, I've been thinking about becoming Jeff Bezos' dog. <laughs> You can't just be Cubby's dog, stupid. I'm sure there's an application process somewhere. We're getting way off track. <laughs> anyway, the question is, did you find yourself becoming more and more competitive as the show went on? You know what? Through this, out this whole uh, adventure, I was never really thinking about the money. Uh, the only part of the money me and Derby were trying to work for was the $250,000 that went to our charity. All I wanted to get out of this was to be able to travel to every city and country and to try every challenge. Because if we went home early, Early, we didn't get to see everything. Can you tell us about Derby's socialization transformation? Oh, certainly. So when I first got Derby, he was about a year and a couple of months. Like I said, he didn't understand that there were other people and other dogs in the world. I got him and he was skittish, very, very skittish. Like he wouldn't walk up to people. We would take walks in Atlanta and car doors would slam and he would jump. Uh, and it just took a lot of just confidence. And that's when I knew I needed to show him that everything would be okay as long as you're, we're together. And today, I'm uh, some of my friends who've met him the first day say that is not the same dog that we met seven years ago. Wow, that just sounds like my sister Indiana. She was a total nightmare. Crazy dog. And now she's yeah, she's okay. I'm right here, you know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right, let's get down to some of the dirt on some of the pet cast dogs. Uh, which one of the doggo cast members was the loudest snorer? Hmm, the loudest snore would probably had to have been Dixie. 
She was loud barking, but when she slept, she got to snort every once in a while. Which one had the stickiest breath? <laughs> well, it kind of depends on what uh, we were all eating that day. <laughs> Which one had the stickiest farts? That would probably have been Derby after a, uh, trying out some uh, some custom meals in different countries. <laughs> As a proud big little sister to Zeddy, I feel like I'm always looking out for him. Can you tell us about your own sister and how she looked out for you? Yes. So my sister had lived in San Diego and had always asked me to come out and visit. And I'd always put it off and say, yeah, I ain't got time. I ain't got time. So when I decided I needed to leave Atlanta and I was talking to her, she said, look, I have an extra spot in my house. You and Derby move out here. We'll take care of you and, to, and help you get back on your feet. And to this day, we uh, I try to talk to her and she lives in the same neighborhood. So it's just so amazing that I, you know, she's taking me in and always helped me. Sisters are the best. Out of all the places that you and Derby got to see during the show, is there any place in particular that you'd like to revisit? Oh, yes. So we got to visit uh, Capos in Costa Rica. The beaches were beautiful. The uh, the jungles were amazing uh, with all the animals, uh, the, the wild birds and the howler monkeys and the three-toed sloths. The only bad thing is they we didn't have time for me and Derby to go surfing down there. So I've definitely got to go back down there and go on a surfing trip. Is there any tips that you tell any future contestants for the show, like how to train to prepare for the challenges that they'll face? Oh, yes. The biggest tip I can give them is to start running now. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of running on the show. <laughs> I didn't realize how much running there was going to be. Derby, like a champ, didn't fade him one bit. Me, on the other hand, there were some altitudes where I couldn't, my chest was on fire. So uh, definitely start getting your cardio up now if you want to be on the pack. Now that the pack is done for you this season, what's next for you and Derby? So Derby and I have a lot of projects in the works right now. One of them is we just started a brand new tie-dye uh, dog hoodie company called Derby California. You can get a tie-dye hoodie for your dog and yourself matching. So when you go out walking, you look really cool. You can get that at DerbyCalifornia.com. Also, we are trying to work on a children's book. We actually visit classics now virtually, uh, seeing the kids' faces light up just to take their mind out of learning classes online is so amazing. And uh, we hope to one day be able to go to schools and read our books to the kids. Quick question. Uh, who got the mohawk first, you or Derby? I actually had a mohawk first, mainly because I was losing my hair in certain spots. But <laughs> I always tell the story that when I got Derby, he kind of saw my hair and wanted the same haircut. It looks awesome. <laughs> All right. And now in honor of the French bulldog, Bernie Penois and his questionnaire, we always end our guest interviews with a bunch of simple, quick questions. Okay. All you have to do is choose. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Vanilla or chocolate? Chocolate. Day or night? Night. Chess or Scrabble? Chess. Fetch or cuddles? Fetch. Vampires or werewolves? Werewolves. Surfing or riding your motorcycle? Definitely surfing. Boxers or terriers? Terriers. That's right. That's right. I'm a terrier. Just got to get that out. (laughs) Prince or Michael Jackson? Ooh, Michael Jackson. Breakfast or dinner? Ooh, I'm a dinner guy. Don't eat much breakfast. (laughs) Mountains or the beach? Definitely the beach. The mountains are too high. (laughs) (laughs) Scrambled or sunny side up? Sunny side up. You got to dip your toast in it. Drive-in movies or Netflix and chill? Netflix and chill. Pancakes or waffles? Waffles. A lot easier to eat. Italian or Mexican food? Ooh, I do like a good burrito, so we'll go with Mexican. Horror or comedy? Oh, we we love to laugh, so comedy all the way. Eating truffles or hunting truffles? (laughs) Definitely hunting truffles. Not, they weren't that good. 
the power of flight or a tail? Hmm, definitely the power of flight. Invincibility or a tail? Uh, invincibility. Everlasting life or a tail? <laughs> you know what? I'd rather take a tail there. <laughs> Unlimited amounts of bacon or a tail? Ooh, gotta get that bacon. Love bacon. Ooh, bacon. Winning an Oscar or a tail? Ooh, we would love to win an Oscar for anything. <laughs> <laughs> Climbing Mount Vesuvius or a tail? Let's get a tail. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you did pretty good there, Kentucky. Although most of our fleshy friends, you know, that want to be friends with us, they say tail on every answer. But okay, we'll let you have that one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on our show and sharing your stories with us today. We really enjoyed watching the show with our parents, and we recommend everybody checking it out on Amazon Prime. Oh, thank you so much for having us. We had such a great time. Thanks again for being our guest, and make sure to tell Derby that we look forward to sniffing his butt when we meet him. I'll let him know. Smell you later. later. Huh, he was a cool dude. I'm totally going to dye my hair and get a mohawk. Yeah, we should definitely have him on again because I forgot to ask who does Derby's hair. Oh, what? You thinking about going blonde? Maybe. Oh, DJ. All right, all right. Let's get on with today's page from our book. 865 reasons why having a dog is so much better than having a kid. Wait, what about Monday's Mutts and Breed of the Week? Well, sometimes we got to skip those segments when we have a guest because we run out of time. Well, this is very inconsistent of the butterfly thingy. Fine, fine. Fine. How about uh, Monday's Mutt is Derby and Breed of the Week is also Derby? How does that make any sense? Well, technically, since Derby is a golden doodle, which is half golden retriever, half poodle, he's considered a mutt. But then, because golden doodles are also bred specifically that way as, quote, designer breeds, he's also a full breed. So, there. Killed two birds with one stone. So, can we get on with the book now? Sure, Cousin Z. Get to it. All right. Reason number 19. Theft. Whoa, I'm confused. You don't know this, Mo, because you've never really been around children that much, but when kids get a bit older, they steal. What? Oh, you didn't know that either, did you, Indy? No! It's not a big deal. Usually it's pretty minor. You know, a teen steals some candy at the liquor store, maybe some cheap earrings at the mall. Terrible! But one thing that almost all kids do sooner or later is steal from their parents. Oh, sorry. Parents. What scoundrels? A dollar here, some change from the junk drawer there, but usually it graduates to a 20 spot from mother's purse when she's sleeping all the way to forging checks when they get older. Who writes checks anymore? You know what I mean. You know, now that you say it, I do remember the meheads stealing from their parents every time they came by. But usually that was by gunpoint. What? Oh my god! I'm just kidding. There was no guns. Oh, and my sense of humor is off. Now when you have a dog, there's no need to worry about theft. You'll never even think twice about blaming Fido when you've misplaced your wallet. Maybe a slipper here and there. We doggos have no need for your cash, daddy-o. What are we gonna do? Go to the liquor store and buy some jujubes? What's a jujube? I don't know, but kids like that kind of stuff. Point is, we dogs have no need for cash. We live in a cashless society. In fact, we don't need no credit cards either. No checks, no loans, no Venmo, no PayPal, no Bitcoin. I think they call it Bitcoin. We don't need no stinking green. Yeah, we don't want your money, just your love. And food. So remember that next time you misplace that hundo you for sure left under your mattress, look to Frank, who's probably got a new bay he's got to buy some stupid promise ring for. Or he's addicted to meth. All right, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Make sure you check out Kentucky and his awesome dog, Derby, on the new Amazon Prime show, The Pack. And check out his cool matching duds at 
DerbyCalifornia.com. And thanks to all of our loyal listeners out there. Make sure you follow us on the gram, like us on Facebook, subscribe to our podcast, rate and review wherever possible, and also shoot us a message and let us know what you think of our show. And if you really love us, consider becoming a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the Zeddy and Indie Show. There you'll find some different perks for making a monthly donation to our show. For as little as three bucks a month, you'll be helping us out so we can continue running our podcast. Wait a minute. I thought we didn't run on cash. Shut up, Mozart! I guess we do like cash. Okay, let's be honest. We do like cash. You can also make a one-time donation at thezedginindyshow.com and click on Donate. Oh, also check out the cool merch there from dog bowls to fleshy face masks and more. And for all you new listeners out there, new episodes drop every Monday wherever you download your podcasts. So thanks again for tuning in, and until next time, see you later! later.